Welcome to the Denton's Employment and Labor Podcast. In a series of podcasts, the Denton's Employment and Labor Group will discuss the latest employment law issues impacting the Canadian workplace and offer our guidance during these challenging times. I'm your host, Alison Walsh. I'm a partner in the Denton's Employment and Labor Group based out of Denton's Edmonton office. Technology has enabled employees to perform their jobs without geographical limitations. With the increase of remote work as a result of COVID-19, we've seen an increase in employees seeking to work remotely outside of Canada. In particular, employees with second homes in warmer climates, such as the US and Mexico, are looking to extend their time in their second homes by remote working. Although on the surface, it may appear that there is no difference between working remotely in Canada or working outside of Canada, there are a number of legal and practical implications that may arise if an employee performs work outside of Canada that can affect both the employee and the employer. For example, the fact that an employee is physically working in another country will raise issues of jurisdiction regarding what law governs the employment relationship. Is it Canada or is it the second country? This has implications with respect to minimum employment obligations, such as minimum wage, hours of work, vacation pay, overtime. It also may affect occupational health and safety obligations and employees' rights on termination. Difference in these rights could be problematic if the minimum obligations and standards of the second country are greater than the employee's entitlements in Canada. Another unexpected implication of working remotely in a foreign country is how it impacts an employee and employer's tax status. To discuss the potential tax implications of remote working in more detail, I'm joined by my colleague today, Mike Harris. Mike is a partner in the tax group of Denton's Edmonton office. His practice focuses on corporate and personal tax planning and reorganization, as well as tax litigation, compliance, and dispute resolution. Thanks for joining me today, Mike. Thanks, Allison. It's great to be here. To begin, what are the potential tax issues for an employee working remotely for an extended period in another country? The biggest question when an employee is working remotely is going to be whether they are taxable or potentially subject to tax in the country where they're physically located. And it will depend on that country's domestic tax legislation, but many countries, including Canada, are set up so that if you are physically present in that country and performing duties of employment, then that country has the ability to tax you on that portion of the employment earnings uh, that are earned while you're physically present. Now, there is a exception that protects employees in many cases, which is that Canada has tax treaties with many other countries and quite commonly they'll provide for some small exception. Uh, for example, our tax treaty with the United States provides that if you are in the US for less than 183 days in any 12 month period and you earn less than $10,000 in employment income while you're physically present in the US, then the US is not entitled to tax you on those amounts. So it really is meant to protect for um, smaller amounts, shorter visits, um, not really meant to capture a situation where someone is truly working in two different countries. Uh, there is one catch to that though, which is that to rely on those treaty exemptions, uh, quite commonly the country in question is going to require that a tax return be filed in that country and the treaty exemption claimed. 
So even though the practical result is that you shouldn't owe any tax in that country, you may still have filing obligations. And how would you recommend employers address this issue with their employees? From an employer's perspective, the single biggest thing that an employer should do is to ensure that it's clear that any tax consequences that result from this kind of remote work um, in another country are clearly noted to be the employee's responsibility. And it should be noted to the employees that they should be getting independent tax advice uh, if they do have any questions. Now, employers can certainly highlight those issues for employees and perhaps they could have the employees sign something like a work uh, acknowledgement, a remote work acknowledgement, where the employee acknowledges that yes, they are working in a foreign country that may bring them within the tax laws of that foreign country and that they are responsible for uh, their own tax filing situation and obtaining their own advice as to what's required. The big thing we want to avoid is we don't ever want an employee coming back to the employer and saying, I thought you said this was going to be okay. And so these tax implications affect employees, but what about employers? Do they face tax risks if they have employees working remotely outside of Canada? That is a really good question. And the answer is it absolutely can be a concern. From a company's perspective, the concern or the risk you want to avoid is having a presence in another country that's sufficient to rise to what we call the level of a permanent establishment. And if you have a permanent establishment in another country, it potentially means that the company is actually taxable, not just in Canada, but in that second company. And now generally a permanent establishment means a fixed place of business, like an office or a warehouse. So where you have employees working remotely on say like a working holiday, it's going to be a temporary situation. It's not really a fixed place of business. It's pretty unlikely that another country could claim that we've created a permanent establishment in those situations. But there is one other potential trap to be aware of, which is that in some of our tax treaties, you can also have a permanent establishment where a person in the foreign country has and what they call habitually exercises the authority to enter into contracts on behalf of the company. And so where that can create a risk is if you have say more senior management working remotely, or if you have folks whose job typically involves entering into contracts working remotely. Um, so someone in your purchasing department, um, someone who deals in sales, uh, anyone who can bind the company, who enters into contracts for the company uh, could potentially be considered to be someone who has the authority to bind the company and exercises that authority. So when you're talking about individuals who do have that kind of ability to enter into contracts, then the company should be very cautious to ensure that those individual employees are not exercising that authority to enter into contracts when they're in the foreign country. That may mean that they have to delegate part of their job to folks back in Canada, or in some cases, I have seen companies with a very strict policy that if you're outside of Canada, you do not do work because they're not prepared to deal with that possibility. 
And do you have any other general tips for employers on how to manage the possible tax implications caused by remote working in a foreign country? So the single biggest thing to manage is absolutely that risk of a permanent establishment. So again, it comes back to ensuring that any employees with an authority level where they combine the company are aware of the reason that they're not to exercise that authority, that there's a plan in place that they don't have to because there's folks in Canada who can do that role in their absence. And the other big one is, as we talked about, making sure that employees are aware that there are complications that can potentially result from working remotely in another country. And while that's not the employer's problem, it is something that the employee should be aware of. I think it's fair to say that given the potential complexity surrounding tax issues and other legal issues that may arise when an employee works outside of Canada, that companies and employers should carefully consider an employee's request to work outside of Canada. And that would include seeking legal advice regarding tax laws, both in Canada and the second country. I absolutely agree with that, Allison. And the thing to keep in mind in any of these situations is that for things like how much can you work before you run uh, in excess of your, your treaty exemptions, for example, it's going to be country by country specific. So there is no one rule fits all. Uh, it has to be taken on a case by case basis. Mike, thank you for joining me today and providing your knowledge and insight. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you for having me. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. And we encourage you to reach out to your local Denton's Employment and Labor Council or Tax Council with your employment or tax questions, including questions on remote working. Denton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see Denton's.com for legal notices.